This Cookout Southern 500 betting picks edition of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL win totals contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is offering you a chance to win $15 million in prizes with Best Ball Mania 4. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. We're also brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. SGP. Drivers, start your engine! Wrap in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. But since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb. Welcome in to another edition of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He, as always, is Cody Zeeb. I am Rod Gomez. Playoffs? Play- playoffs? <laughs> it is, of course, the playoffs, the NASCAR playoffs. We go to Darlington to take on the track Too Tough to Tame for the second time. Somebody tamed it the first time. All these drivers are out to try to tame it this time. But, Cody, we get on to some good old-fashioned Darlington racing. Cannot wait for this uh, for this first round of the playoffs, man. If anything this season has been exciting, doesn't seem to be letting up anytime soon. Yeah, that's right. It's Playoffs are here. The field is set. We got our 16 drivers. Uh, and yeah, it, it's there is, uh, again, we talked about this a little bit on the recap, but it's not going to be easy to get through these playoffs. Uh, there's going to be surprise guys that get eliminated quickly, early. This is going to be one of the toughest playoff fields I think we've seen in a long time, Rod. Uh, again, come back on Friday for our little fun episode as we break down who we think is going where in the playoffs. I think we'll we'll dive into it a little more then. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is it. Like it's crunch time. You got to up and perform now. If you don't, you put yourself in a big hole here at Darlington. It's going to put a lot of pressure on you as we go to Kansas. And then I think, was it Bristol? That's the, the first cutoff race. So, um, it's, uh, let's see. Oh boy. I lost my spot there. Yeah. Bristol will be the first cutoff race after Kansas. So you don't want to dig a big hole here. And if you can win this weekend, you lock yourself into the next round. Of course, if you're one of the 16, take all the pressure off, then you can start focusing on the next round. And there's a big advantage to that. We saw it with Joey Logano last year when he locked himself into the, the championship four early. They got to start focusing on Phoenix. Guess who won the title? Um, it makes a big deal. So it's a big deal to win a race like this. Oh, and by the way, it's the Southern 500, one of the crown jewels of NASCAR, right? This is one of the biggest races, one of the oldest races. There was a period of time, I think it was from 20, 2004, 
to 2015. We didn't have this race. They brought it back. It returned right to being a crown jewel. Everybody wants to win this race. This is a huge one. It kicks the playoffs off. Um, and we did have the spring race, 400 miler, something that you're going to want to pay attention to as you make your bets this weekend. That extra 100 miles makes a huge difference, Rod. I remember when we were recapping this race last year, we talked about how much different the race was after 400 miles and how much different it was after 500 miles. That extra 100 miles, you've got to take that into account as you place your bets this week because it will look different after 500 than it does after 400 just because that's how this race goes. That extra 100 miles is a lot on these guys. We don't have a ton of 500-mile races anymore. At Darlington, it's it's literally the track too tough to tame. The Lady in Black, it's got all the nicknames. It's a hard track for the for the drivers. It's a hard track for the crew to you know get the car set up correctly. It races completely different in one and two than it does in three and four. There is a lot that goes into how tough this track is and how hard this race in particular is. Uh, so it's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun. It kicks the playoffs off. It's I mean man, this season has just been. This has been one of the best seasons in a long time, right? We've had everything. I mean, last year was great. We had all the different winners and stuff. This year has been even more of a competitive field. Like, it's been great. It's been wonderful. Now as we roll into the playoffs and, and that pressure cooker turns up, it's just going to continue to intensify, I think. Yeah, and really, honestly, for this track in particular, this is probably one of the better ones to kick it off. It is a 1.3 mile track. It's not your typical one and a half. It's not a short track. It's not a, a super speedway. It's not a road course. It's literally in and of itself, its own particular t style of track. And like Cody said, I mean, that extra hundred miles does play into this, especially because it's a midway between a short track and a long track. So tempers get hot. They get hot there in South Carolina, uh, and and just by contrast, the 400-mile race has 293 laps in it that are scheduled. The 500-mile, that's 367 laps around this. That is a lot of circuits to turn around this track, and we see it all. And then strategy even plays into this bigger, too, because, again, you know, stage cautions are there, but... The, the distances between them make it to where you have to stop somewhere in the middle of, of these stages. It's, you can't just roll these stages out until the end uh, like a short track or you know something to that effect. So you're going to see a lot of different drivers and a lot of different teams playing things out very differently over the course of this 500 miles, jockeying for position, trying to keep position, trying to stay out of trouble. I mean, we saw, and we'll talk about it too, uh, the leader of, of this race, the, the pole sitter of this race last year, get crashed out. So, I mean, you know, you got to stay out of trouble in this, in this as well. And that's not easy to do in close confines for 367 laps. I mean, we're going to obviously lay out some drivers that we like, but I'm not going to say this race is going to be chaotic by any sense of the imagination, but tempers, tempers, tempers. And we've seen yeah, well, tempers flare. Yeah, we saw that in the spring, right? Chastain and Larson, they got into each other. Very fast cars in the day, took each other out. Uh, last year, it, you know, Kyle Busch dominates this race on that 18 Gibbs car and then has engine trouble. So, you know, this has always been a test of, of man and machine. Now, lately, the machines obviously don't don't fail like they used to, but with it being a new car, there was the issues last year. Uh, I don't know if we'll see as much of that this year, but that's always a possibility. You know, Somebody leads a ton of this race and at 450 miles blows a motor. Well, they would have won a 400-miler. 
but end up finishing last in a 500 miler, you know? So it, yeah. And then again, you got the playoff pressure thing. It's, there's no more time to, to fuck around and, and mess around. We've seen some of these guys won races early and we kind of haven't heard from them lately. Like it's, you better figure it out now because otherwise you're going to be eliminated from the playoffs quickly and your, you know, your season's going to be over in effect. So it's, uh, I think we're in for, for a good race. Uh, I mean, the racing on intermediates this year, Rod, has been the best. Like, it has been absolutely incredibly good. That's going to continue this weekend. Um, and, yeah, it's gonna, you're going to have to have mistake-free races. Mistakes are, are going to cost drivers. They're going to cost teams. So you got to show up, be your best for 500 miles, and uh, we'll see who lasts. And then you ha even have the added element of the fact that there's guys like Chase Elliott out there that aren't in the playoffs, but can still go out there and, and cause havoc on the day. Now, I mean, I don't know that either one of us, and in fact, I've, I've checked the doc, neither one of us are really high on Chase Elliott this week, but... Again, we well, probably should. This is probably the week he wins. Since, I mean, yeah, right? all the pressures off of him. But, you know, <laughs> but that's the thing. It's not I mean, and the pressure is not really off of him as it were. Yeah, the playoff pressure is off of him. But this team wants to win a race. This team wants to be a dominant team. And nothing says I'm still relevant than going into the playoffs, kicking ass during the playoffs, even though you're not a playoff driver. So there's a lot, a lot of factors running into this. 500 mile race in the South Carolina heat. We of course will set up all of our favorite bets as we always do. Uh, but I'll tell you right now about DraftKings college football fans. You ready for week one DraftKings sportsbook certainly isn't they're hooking you up with a can't miss offer to start the season strong this week. New customers can bet just $5 on any college football game and score $200 in bonus bets instantly anything can happen in college football your team could go from unranked to dynasty mode in just a couple of years looking at you fresno state change comes fast the only thing that's a great lock is the great offers from DraftKings sportsbook we talked about it already army minus 10 favorites against uh louisiana monroe i'm locking that in Army's going to run the ball, pound the ball. Uh, they've beaten Monroe quite a bit over the course of the last few years. I think they're going to do it again. Go lock that in. It's not even juiced up that much. Have some fun. Have some free money. And watch Army uh, beat the hell out of somebody at 9 o'clock in the morning uh, to, to wake up. Life's more fun when you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just $5 on college football. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. That crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Well, Cody, we uh, noted before we started recording this, there's really no gigantic news in the Cup Series that's moving the needle for us. So well, a lot, a lot changes in eleven minutes. Uh oh, what did we do? What, what's yeah, just not not huge news, but but notable. Uh, JGR is going to swap pit crews for Christopher Bell and Ty Gibbs. Um, Gibbs has had the best pit crew all season. Won the pit crew competition. They're very fast. They're very good. Gibbs is not in the playoffs. Bell is in the playoffs. So you're taking it from the non-playoff driver. You're putting it on the playoff driver. I mean. It's a no-brainer. You, you have to do it, right? Obviously, you, you know, Ty, they, they want to give him the good stuff, and we want to see him have the good stuff, but you got to take care of the guys in the playoffs. Uh, so I think it is a no-brainer to to swap the crew chiefs there. So, um, But otherwise, yeah, there is not 
not really a ton of news. Uh, the Majeski um, suspension or you know suspension for his crew chief, the fine, all that came out. We'll talk about that more on. Well, actually, there's not a truck series episode this week, so I guess we could talk about it quickly, Rod. Um, but they did confiscate that tire last week. We talked about that one one tire again, kind of weird. But uh, Majeski's crew chief Joe Shear has been fined twenty five thousand, suspended four races due to the violation related to wheel assembly found prior to the truck race at Milwaukee. Majeski and the team each lose 75 points and five playoff points. Um, the 75 points don't necessarily mean anything because obviously the points are going to be reset at the end of every round anyways. But the playoff points do mean something. So uh, he's obviously locked into the next round, but he will now be five playoff points less than he would have been once that next round starts. Um, and we've seen that five points can mean a lot when it comes to winning a championship or not. As far as getting into the final four, obviously everything's equal once you're in the final four. But uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's the penalty that came down from there. Did they even obviously. say what really they did to that tire? Was there an official? What did they put like never flat in it just so it wouldn't <laughs> ever go down? Like what? Uh, it just says violations related to the wheel assembly. So I I don't know. I've not heard more. I mean, I know NASCAR's has started, you know, displaying pieces in the in the trailer or whatever at the next race. So um, with the truck series not in competition this week, will they display that at Kansas, I guess, next week? Maybe. Um, and what so is that, like severed limbs when people, like, steal? <laughs> they're like, they don't do this or else this happens. Right. That's, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much, I guess. But, yeah, so I – yeah, interesting. That's uh, – I mean, to, so now you're going to go through – he'll have to go through the entire next round without his crew chief because – It'll be suspended for Kansas, and then it'll be suspended for all three, you know, races of the next round. Which, actually, I mean, the way that the truck series breaks down, that is, so you'll be suspended for, oops, uh, Kansas, and then yeah, I mean, that's that's the next, the next round is the round of eight. So he will not have a screw chief back until the championship race. So we'll see what kind of, you know, that that could be major impact if. If, you know, uh, I mean, obviously we know the crew chiefs are still in contact and they're still in charge just away from the track, but uh, that could potentially, and then Talladega is one of the wild cards in there. So if he has a rough time at Bristol and or Homestead, like we could see him miss the final four because of those five points he loses. And because of not having his crew chief, that could be a massive, massive penalty after, you know, looking back on it after we get to through Homestead and, and set the final four, depending on if, if he makes it or not. As if Majeski can just suffer any worse luck through the whole thing, you know it's 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 tough to see. But I mean, listen, it's got to push in, but locked into the playoffs, or are you locked into the next round, right? So you try and push the limit, but apparently, whatever they did, they pushed it a little too far because, uh, yeah, they, NASCAR was not happy with whatever they had found, which which had been, I mean, the all the talk in the garage was basically like they tried bringing a rocket ship, basically, and. And yeah, so I, obviously in confiscating a single tire again, interesting. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, was the rocket in that tire? Like, was right. that that's specifically what, yeah, hiding the nitrous bottle in the tire? I, I'm telling you. All right, fine. But uh, yeah, you got caught. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't We'll see the effects of that in a couple of weeks for sure. I don't know if it's going to have too big of an impact on Majeski. Obviously, he's, you know, good. It's, he's a good enough driver to, I think, overcome some of this stuff. But does suck man when you're when you're trying to push and you just you just push a little too hard so. yeah yeah we'll see um entry list for this week um obviously the the burton and Cindric crew chief swap we talked about that um they are taking 
Uh, I don't I don't have it in front of me, but I think it's like the the top engineer and a couple of other positions are kind of all swapping. So it's like basically a team for team swap when it comes to the head engineers, crew chiefs, or whatever. Different guys like to work with different guys. So that uh, that is being done this week. But JJ Yaley is going to be in the fifteen. Uh, Ryan Newman will be in the fifty one. BJ McLeod's back in the seventy eight. And Carson Hosovar is going to be in the forty two for this week. Uh, again, no announcement on who will be in there the rest of the season if they're just going to continue to to one piece these together. Um, but yeah, I don't know. No, no big silly season news. I did listen to Chris Rice yesterday on uh, DVC, and he was saying basically like there is zero percent chance that Colleague sells any charters. Um, if somebody's selling charters, maybe they'd be looking to buy another one. And he said they have a driver signed already, and it may surprise a lot of people. Um, I saw some rumors going around that the number 11 driver in Xfinity might be getting a bump back up to the Cup Series. Uh, that went really well for him the first time, so I'm sure it would go great the second time uh, on a worse team. But, you know, hey, whatever. We'll see. Uh, but then he was talking about how he's one of the greatest drivers he's ever seen, and I almost threw up as was turning it off. But uh, we'll see. <laughs> well, I don't know if that's who it'll be, but, uh, you know, he said it'll shock some people. So I would be shocked if he gets a second chance because I don't think he deserves it. But. Oh, well. well, we we know your love for the number eleven car, and listen. As for Josevar, I don't I don't think it would hurt them very much to keep him in there for the rest of the. I I know they probably want to kick the tires on some other folks, but at this point, and and I know well, that in the Discord it was brought up as far as I know he's a yeah. Chevy driver. I know they're making the move to Toyota, but you can't really pull a Toyota driver in right. yet. Because well, that's it doesn't the thing is sense. like obviously it appears to be John Harnemacek's ride, assuming that Denny Hamlin comes back in the eleven car because that's the other dot like. John Arnimacek could go to the 11 car directly, potentially, if if Hamlin, for whatever reason, doesn't come back, which Ooh, could you imagine? be a little questionable. I mean, we never thought Kyle Busch was leaving. You know, I, I don't true. know. So uh, who knows? We'll see. And he's not his deal. He's gone longer than Bush went not being signed. So obviously a lot more in play with him owning 2311 and, and all the other deals with Toyota and with, with everything that needs to go down there. But it, it'll be interesting to, to see, obviously, would be tough for them to to get Toyota to approve him running a Chevy this year, and and for Chevy maybe even I don't think they care what Chevy thinks, but yeah. So it's yeah, it's just piecing together, giving guys opportunities. I guess it would be great to see Hosovar, but do they want to help out Hosovar a ton when he's going to be on a Chevy team next year? Probably. I mean, so wait, knows? did oh. we already have this speculation? And I don't know, and I haven't been able to listen to Denny in a while, but. Um, if he were to not come back, does the 11, can he take the, because it's 23-11. Like, it doesn't make sense if it's 23-something else, right? I mean. I mean, Gibbs technically owns the number. Like, so NASCAR. Which I get that, but I'm just saying, yeah, can he can that. he bring that, can he buy that from if him? He, can he take if that? If he bought it from Gibbs, I'm sure he could. I mean. You think Gibbs would sell it, it though? That's the question. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's it's always been Denny's number, and and Denny picked the number. Like, he that was the number he wanted because he grew up a Bill Elliott fan, and. Elliot drove the 11 car for a long time and stuff. And yeah, it'd be interesting. I And what does Denny go race for himself either? I think is another question. Like, even if he doesn't come back to Gibbs, I don't know that he races for himself. Does If they're switching to Ford, does he go race the 10 car for Stuart Haas and still own 2311? Uh, there's a lot of questions, obviously. Obviously, <laughs> huge, huge dominoes. Because if it, most likely they're going to end up, you know, so, and the way he was talking, the way everybody's talking is like, everything's kind of almost done we just haven't officially signed everything but you know i mean that could be bluffing too and who knows you know i, I don't know there's been a lot of talk they're courting ford a lot of talk about SHR going to chevy so they would need another ford team uh, who knows we'll see it's gonna be could be very exciting it could be really boring and 
he's back in the 11 and nothing changes or it could be holy shit shit hits the fan and and there's all kinds of stuff going on we'll just have to wait and see uh how it ends up falling but according to denny the uh the driver contract is almost basically in place it's just they have to sign the 2311 you know toyota deal and the 2311 uh alliance deal with jgr are both up i believe so um they have to get those finalized before he can sign his his driver contract so we'll see I can only imagine what we'll be talking about <laughs> two months from now, three months from now. Once we get out, we could have a hell of a fun. Up. We're going to have a fun up season either way. I mean, we're going to have, if a there's fun all season. these changes, my goodness, Rod, it, this could reshape the, this would be like the NFL two years ago when all them quarterbacks all of a sudden left it, you know, everybody gets traded and different teams and, the whole NFL looks completely different. And Tom Brady all of a sudden goes to Tampa and the world just collapses. Yeah, yeah I yeah, could definitely exactly. see that. Uh, all right. Well, I guess, well, I guess it's time. I guess it's time to start setting time. up some bets for the, the Cookout Southern 500 from Darlington in South Carolina. But you also know football season here. August is almost over. Time's running out for you to draft your fantasy football team on Underdog Fantasy. Get championship ready for your home league by trying out best ball on Underdog Fantasy. All you got to do, one live snake draft. One live snake draft. Live snake. I don't know why that was so hard to say today. No waivers, no trades. Set it. Forget it. Underdog does the rest. They don't say it for me, but they'll do all the rest of it anyways. Try it out with Underdog. It's the best ball mania tournament. It's the largest fantasy football contest of all times. $15 million of total prizes up for grabs, including an absurd $3 million going to the winner. I know you have what it takes to win it all. I'm not even going to insult you by asking you. Time is now. Last day to draft your fantasy football team is September 7th. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store and sign up with promo code SGPN to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you're not in our SGPN Patreon, you need to get part of that now. Because I know joining the SGP family was one of the best things that I ever did Three years ago, a couple of days ago, I, you guys heard me on the recap show say it was my three-year anniversary. Now, I have hundreds of articles, hundreds of podcast episodes, and hundreds of friends like you guys out there that are listening every single day. I'll tell you right now, it's the best decision I ever made. So become part of the family. The way you can do it, by joining our Patreon. Sign up now. Get exclusive access to contests, including the NFL Win Totals Contest with a $1,000 first place prize. This week's Patre uh, Patreon Pick'em is all week one college football. Patreon's also a great way to get supporting the network and fight back against corporate gambling. Find out how to do this now. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Patreon. That's SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Patreon. All right, Cody. Yes, it is. Of course, uh, College Week One. Make sure you get in there. That that Patreon. There is a um, uh, Discord channel that's just for you guys out there, and that thing is cracking. I'm telling you right now, a lot of stuff going on in there. Yeah, it's uh, it's hard to keep up with. There's so much going on in there. Yeah. Um, all right. Time to start setting up some bets for this. Again, like we said earlier, 367 laps around this 1.36-mile uh, race track, which gives you a race of 500 miles. 501, actually. Let's not forget. Let's let's not leave out the one mile. 501. Hey, that, that one mile could make all the difference, Rob. We know it. That last, cor that last quarter mile could make all the difference, honestly. We've, so, How many times have we seen it? That mm -hmm. last mile makes all the difference in the world. All right, Rod, a guy that I am very, very big on this weekend. 
Mr. James Dennis Allen Hamlin. I think that's his name, something like that. It's close enough. I'm going to take him. Top five finish, minus 110. I absolutely love this number. You're not hardly paying any juice. All he has to do is finish in the top five. Also going to take him for a podium finish, a.k.a. a top three, a plus 225. Um, Denny, Denny is good, Rod. Denny is good here. Denny's good on comparable tracks. Everything about Denny is pretty much good when you're looking uh, at this situation. A couple of years ago when he didn't have any wins in the regular season, open up the playoffs, boom, he wins right away. Um, you go back and look at the last couple of races here. Uh, so earlier in the spring, he finished 12th. And so you look at that and it's like, uh, not very impressive, right? Why would we bet on him this race? Well, he got into the wall early in that race. There was some fluid on the track. Uh, he's He got in that fluid, hit the wall, and the car was just not the same after that. But the last two Southern 500 races, he's finished first and second. Again, remember that extra 100 miles makes a big, big difference at the end. A guy like Hamlin, a veteran, one of the guys who's been around the longest, one of the guys who's very good here, will show up for that type of race. He does not race in the Xfinity Series very often, Rod. In fact, I don't think he's racing the Xfinity Series at all this season. Guess what he is doing this week? He's racing in the Xfinity Series at Darlington. He does almost every year at this track. He loves Darlington. He's going to have those laps on Saturday to parlay into Sunday. Look at comparable tracks. The two most comparable tracks on the schedule, Gateway and Nashville, second and third place in those two races um, at Intermediates. Here's here's the intermediates as of lately, Rod. Uh, Michigan, he finished in third. Pocono, if you want to count that, he won that race. Uh, he finished second in Gateway, like I mentioned. Um, he was fast at the Coke 600 before Chase Elliott just dumped him. He won the Kansas race. Um, so he has been very good. Since 2020, in the eight races they've had at Darlington, he's the second best average finish only to Kevin Harvick uh, at 7.5. He's got two wins, five top fives in those eight races. And the 38 intermediate tracks or 38 intermediate races uh, since 2020 as well. He's got the second best average finish only to Kyle Larson, who's only got 26 starts in that time frame. He's not started all 38 because obviously he had the suspension. Um, but he has an average of 9.4 finish in that with seven wins, 18 top fives. And again, you go to the last three oval races we've had. I'm going to throw Pocono in there this time because it helps me. Uh, at Michigan third, Richmond second, Pocono first. So pretty good. I, I, you know, obviously taking Daytona out of there because it's a super speedway. And then the two road courses prior to that, he's been very good on the quote unquote normal ovals slash triangle we've had before that. So love Danny Ham on this week. Spoiler alert. This is not all the bets I have on him, Rod, but going to basically ladder him this weekend. Top five at minus 110 is just so beautiful. And then I'm going to throw that, uh, that podium top three finish in there at plus 225 as well once again i was late to the dock denny hamlin was high on my research list i cannot argue with you on denny hamlin i certainly think this is going to be a week for him to reestablish that he is denny hamlin and that all this talk about his contracts all this talk about everything um all this talk about his podcasting and whatever he's just going to put it all to rest and put it out there at darlington i like that I also like his teammate, Martin Truex Jr. 
talk about guys that uh, that dominate on this track. Martin Strux Jr., yet another one of those uh, that definitely knows his way around this. In 22 starts on this track, he has 10 top 10 finishes, four top fives, and two wins for him. Look, Martin Truex Jr., obviously we talked about it last season, just a tough go of it at all. He's reemerged. Stop me if you've heard that one again. Um, but listen, the last three races for Martin Truex Jr. have been absolutely horrendous on this track. Earlier this season, right, he started on the pole, led 145 laps, crashed, ended up finishing 34, uh, 31st in that race. But again, dominance, just dominance. This is the this is when we were like, wow, Martin Truex Jr. starting to look for real on this because that was really when we started to kind of take notice of, of Martin Truex Jr. He had had some good finishes up until then, but that was really the point where we started to say, this might become Martin Truex Jr. Started on the pole in Dover, right? Or I'm sorry, he won Dover. We were like, oh, wow, okay, Truex got a win. Then he led 79 laps at Kansas. We thought, oh, he's turning it on. And then Darlington, 145 laps. We knew he was for real after starting for the pole. Like I said, unfortunately, wasn't able to, to turn that into a, a good finish. The year before that, water pump kind of broke on him. 31st place finish again, but he led 48 laps in that. And then the year before that, in the 2022 Southern 500, started fourth. Wound up 24th because he got crashed out, but he led 28 laps in that. Listen, Martin Truex Jr. can get to the front of this uh, this track. He can lead. 248 laps he led in 2021 uh, in the in the spring. 196 in the uh, in the cookout Southern Armaments Fall Race of uh, of 2020. 2020. All I'm saying is that Martin Truex Jr. is really damn good on this track. Continues to be fast. Continues to be one of the cars to beat. 38 intermediate track races since February of 2020. He's got a win in that. 11 top fives 25 top tens i know we're asking him to get into the top three but that is a place where martin chooks jr can find himself uh you talked about comparable tracks for that being gateway he finished fifth at gateway not far from a third place finish nashville runner up and he led 50 laps in that race as well so i believe in the in the resurgence of martin chooks jr he had a string of top 10 finishes uh, broken last week at Daytona where he finished 24th, but before that, 6th, 7th, 2nd, 7th, 3rd, and a win at Loudoun. Smart Truex Jr., baby. He could do it. Plus 150 for a top three finish. I'll take it. Yeah, I, again, uh, man, I love Martin Truex Jr. He's made us a lot of money this year, uh, and I was looking hard at him. If I wasn't going with Hamlin, Truex would definitely be the next guy I'd be looking at, so I'm glad you've actually found a, quite a few different ways. Not done talking about Truex. The Rod's found no. a couple of different ways to bet on him, which I like, so I'm glad you're going to be talking about him more. Rod, I am going to go over to the Eric Jones camp. I don't feel great about it because it's uh, Legacy Motor Club, and they've not been the best this year, right? But we have seen some flashes, and Eric Jones loves this race. He won this race last year kind of out of nowhere. I mean, Legacy showed speed throughout the year, but... I don't think anybody expected him to pop up and win this race. I don't expect him to pop up and win this race. Although, I mean, obviously we know he can do it. Circumstances a little different this year, I think, but uh, he is very good at lasting that extra hundred miles, which could be key for him. Um, but I'm going to take him at a top 10 at plus 110. You're going to plus 110 for the guy who won this race last year. All he has to do is finish in the top 10 and then a little tiny sprinkle on him at top five at plus 400 as well. Again, I'm not super, super confident in that one, but I think a four to one, 
you'll be upset to not have it based on the fact that he won last year if he does show up and he is good here. Um, so he's got the ninth best average finish of all drivers here since 2020 um, with a 14.8 average finish. He's got the win from last year, three top five finishes, four top tens, and eight races. So in those eight races, four times, half the time, he's finished inside the top ten. Um, since joining, well, I know RPM at the time, Richard Petty Motorsports. Now, now, let you know, then whatever Petty GMS after that, and then then Legacy Motor Club, whatever the hell they're calling it these days. Um, it's been up and down, right? It's been 18, 32nd, 25th, 25th, and that win last year. So, um, 25th earlier this spring, but before that, he when he was with Gibbs, he had finishes of fourth, fifth, eighth, first eighth and fifth like he has been very good here um any that fifth place actually the very first start he had here was with furniture row when he was in the 77 when they had that second car there um he was 18th at gateway so not not super great but not that far out of the top 10 right it was close eighth place in nashville so that tells me at the comparable tracks he can get it done maybe he's not in the top 10 after 400 miles rod but i think after 500 miles he's gonna find his way into the top 10 Maybe things get crazy. Maybe we have some tempers flare. Maybe some guys take each other out. Maybe some equipment fails over the course of that extra 100 miles. Peaks his head into the top five at plus 400. Um, I, I think you've you got to find a way to get in on Eric Jones just because this is his type of track. This is his type of race. And he won here just a year ago. He got it done. Again, I, I really don't see him winning this week, although you can't say that it couldn't happen. Um, but I, I think that taking him the top 10 is definitely the way to do it especially getting plus money. And then I, I do like the sprinkle on him at the at the top five price as well at four to one. Um, his outright's 28 to one. I don't, again, I don't, I don't really like that. I'm not going to take that, but uh, I do think the top 10 is definitely the way to go with the, with the top five, just in case. I'll tell you that my research took me exactly there as well. Get to the dock. Cody had him. So uh, I will back you on this one because this is another one that I was going to toss in the document as well. And and it, for nothing else, because uh, a plus 180 for, uh, I'm sorry, a plus 110 for Eric Jones top 10, especially the books are, are looking at the same things we are and trying to kind of mitigate everybody jumping on an Eric Jones top 10. The, the fact that he's only plus 110 for that position should tell you something, especially because these top 10 odds uh, toward the top are absolutely atrocious. Martin Truex Jr. like minus four fifty for a top ten. It's mm -hmm. it's very awful. Uh, so I, yeah, it's pretty gross. But um, yes. all right, I will go to my. I'm not done giving you guys Kevin Harvick. I'm not. He's not done. I'm not done. This is oh, a track ugh. update. Update real quick. Uh oh, what, what, what? plus one seventy five for Eric Jones as a top 10 we're on uh yeah over on bet 365 so we're, gonna, bring we're that. gonna change it to that damn plus 175 i love that i really really better. love that bet way better that's uh i would have taken it at plus 110 but plus 175 we're definitely taking that this is why you shop around uh shop around i love we're it look what? at his top five odds over there too we were, 175 bet while we're while we're while we're giving we're looking, let's see plus 500 even better we're gonna do as well so update eric jones top five plus 170 or no Top five plus five hundred, top ten plus one seventy five. Both those over on uh, Bed three sixty five. So I love again, it. that's why you shop around. Get get better numbers. That's why you shop around. Um. All right, I've got to, like I said, I've got Kevin Harvick as a top five car. <sighs> look, and now I'm gonna look because I want to see if uh, his top five odds are better on Bet three sixty five because that would make it a lot. I've got it at plus one eighty right now 
on Caesars. Kevin Harvick, top five, plus 250 on Bet365. Oh, oh Nelly, I love that. Uh, this is why books need to get their odds out sooner so we can do it on the show. All right. So 250 on 365 for a Harvick top five. If you look at the track details on Darlington Raceway, Kevin Harvick has run 10,232 laps around the Darlington Raceway. Denny Hamlin comes in second at 7,620. Kevin Harvick has led 18, uh, 818 laps around this. It's not the most, uh, but it's definitely way up there. Uh, the most is Martin Truex at 914, uh, Kyle Busch at 899, and then Harvick at 818. Uh, those are your, your lap leaders. But in 31 total races, he's got three wins, 14 top fives, 19 top tens. That is an astounding rate of top fives and top tens for one Kevin Harvick. We have written him off this season so many times because we're wondering where the hell he went. But in a lost season, in his final season, on this track, he started 20th, drove his way all the way up to a second place finish, hung around, managed to do what he needed to do, even led five laps along the way to finish in second place. Kevin Harvick is a driver that you almost don't need to make cases for on a week-to-week basis, but you probably should because he is that damn good. Uh, His average finish in intermediate tracks since February of 2020, 9.8. He had 38 races in that span, two wins, 17 top fives, 26 top tens. Again, 17 top fives, 26 top tens. Kevin Harvick, still good at race car driving. Last week at Daytona, outlasted a pretty crazy race to finish ninth. Not good at Watkins Glen, not good at at, uh, Indy. Those are road races. We'll toss those out. Michigan, eighth place. Richmond, fourth place. Pocono, fourth place. Loudoun, fourth place. Uh, Talk about comp tracks. Gateway, he finished 10th, but he started fourth, had the speed to get up there. Uh, Nashville, that was not really a good race for anybody uh, in Stuart Haas, let alone... um, Kevin Harvick, so he finished 24th in that race, but he's Kevin Harvick. If I'm getting plus 250 for him to finish where he's done several times over in his life on this track, um, I'm going to go ahead and take it. Like I said earlier, he finished second. Uh, In fact, he's got three top five finishes in the last four races, four in the last six, and then you go back even to 2020, he won 2020 spring, third, first in 2020. Again, they ran three races here, remember, Fourth in 2019, fourth in 2018. Oh, listen, I don't care. As as a driver of the four car, he lives in that top five. So give me Kevin Harvick plus 250 for a top five. Yeah, Kevin Harvick's so freaking good at this track. Um, and man, you want to root for it, right? It's the playoffs. This is it. He's only got 10 races left, Rod, and that's it. We'll probably never see Kevin Harvick in a Cup Series car again after that, which is very, very sad. But, uh, Ugh, I had a hard time talking myself pulling the trigger on him this week just because uh, it hasn't been super great lately. But as you read through the stats, it's like it hasn't been that bad either. So uh, at this price, I think you got to do it. Uh, also, update on the Denny Hamlin top five. You can find that at plus 110. So instead of minus 110, plus 110, I really, really love that even more. So uh, definitely take that. Next up for me, Rod, uh, I'm going to go to one Christopher Busher. I mean, at this point, how do you not bet on this guy? Like, 
absolutely insane what he has been doing lately. So I'm going to take him a couple of different ways. I'm going to take him top 10, minus 120. Um, again, it's a little juiced up, but not really too much. And I think it's it's still a good price, especially compared to what a lot of people are at. Um, plus 225 for a top five. And then Rod, as I wrote here in the document, I'm going to sprinkle him at plus 1,800 to win this race because I'll feel stupid if I don't. And and that really is is the case there because how is the guy who has won three straight true oval races in a row plus 1,800 to win the race, Rod? He's won three oval races in a row, Daytona, Michigan, and Richmond. Three in a row. And he's 18 to one. You, how do you count a guy like this out at this point? I, I don't know. So let's look at his season. 18th in Nashville, not the best, right? 12th at Gateway, not not even in the top 10. But earlier this season at Darlington, he did finish in 10th place. Now you're going to throw an extra 100 miles. He's, he's becoming one of those grizzled veterans, right? He's the type of guy who can handle that, who can make it that, who can take take that extra 100 miles and use it to his advantage because he knows what he's doing because he's so good at taking care of his stuff, because he's so good at putting himself in position. The crew chief has been making great calls. We saw it at, uh, was it was it Michigan, where they got ahead of the fuel thing at the end there, and that's what really leapfrog, leapfrogged him up into the lead there and, and held onto it at the end. So you can't take that out. Three oval races in a row he's won, Rod. It's, it's crazy. Um, but he's been top 10 in three of the last five races at this track as well. So you got to have Chris Buescher in here. They're in the playoffs. Uh, I think that Chris Buescher has a real shot at winning the championship this year. I mean, again, we're going to talk about the playoff scenario and, and how we see everything going a little more on Friday, but RFK is the best Ford team in the garage right now. Like, sorry, Penske. It's RFK right now. And, and he's won three straight oval races, Rod, and you're getting him at minus 120 just to finish inside the top 10. You, you can't. And, and, you know, he, he wins at Richmond, and then everybody's like, oh, he's not going to win at Michigan. And then he comes out and he wins at Michigan, like back-to-back. -back. What's going to say he doesn't win at Daytona and then comes and wins again here? you got to have something on it. So give me Chris Buescher, top 10 at minus 120, top 5 plus 225, just in case we're going to take that 18-1 to 1 for, for Chris Buescher to win as well. I could have just basically like copied and pasted the first three of those because those were exactly the three that I was leaning toward to begin with. Busher top 10 at anything other than because, you know, like I said, Martin Truex at minus 450 or something for a, a top 10 finish. That's horrible. But you're getting Busher, like you said, minus 120. That is something you can swallow. That's a bet you can make. You know, it's funny because a lot of these other the gambling shows on this network we live in plus money bets, right? We live in five to ones. We live in the world of of nine or 23 or 33 to one bets. You know, when you talk about that in football, when you talk about that in uh, basketball or baseball, they're like, what are you talking about, man? We're, we're happy to pay minus 120 for a good a yep. good bet. I'm like, that's not how this works in NASCAR. Like, sorry, we don't give too many negative bets out because nine yeah. times out of it 10. Is, yeah, it's so crazy how we've like changed ourselves. They're like, Oh, minus one twenty, like, oh boy, you're starting to lay some juice. But it's like, it's it's really, it's not a bad bet to make at all, and it's it's a much safer play. Like, is he guaranteed to get in the top ten? Of course not. But look at what he's been doing for you lately, and look what he's done here on this track lately. Like, look at how RFK's been performing. Like, there's a good chance it's going to happen. And at minus one twenty, it's it's definitely not a bad price at all. Especially like you said, you look at a guy like Truex and 
and what his number is. I mean, he's, he's minus 400 for a top 10 now. Yeah, it's a lot more possible, to, but there's still things can go wrong and he doesn't always finish in the top 10. So like, yeah, it's, you're getting a good price here. And, and again, don't overthink it. Don't be, be afraid to lay a little juice. Like we always say, you only pay the juice if you lose rod. If you don't lose, you're not paying it. So uh, I think I think it's a good way to go about it. I agree. Uh, all right. Speaking of that, uh, and, and of course, we talk about how uh, five to one, six to one is where we live. Sometimes even money plus one hundred always feels like a little let down too. But if it's going to cash, it's going to cash. And this is Ryan Blaney. His top ten odds are at the uh, other side of that breaking point where you're going from negative to positive. And for me, Ryan Blaney, it, it's a little bit of a stretch. Uh, to to put him as a top 10 car. But I, I think even money is okay to lay for a guy like Ryan Blaney. He did finish ninth in the spring race on this track. He started 11th. He actually even led four laps in there. Now, Blaney has had the bad luck bug hit him so many times. Obviously, we know what happened to him at Daytona last week. He did finish ninth at Watkins Glen. He did finish 13th at, at Indy. Obviously, those are road courses. Really don't play into it, but... Maybe from a momentum standpoint, we talk about it a little bit. Michigan, ninth. Richmond, 14th. Uh, talk about Nashville. Crashed out of Nashville. Had a bad day there. But Gateway, he did start second and finish sixth. Right? So a top 10 finish on that. He does have a ninth uh, place finish at Darlington. He does have a third place finish at Dover, even. Um, so those types of tracks. He has been a top 10 car that just has not had top 10 car luck. Uh, for for the most part. He does have a win on the season, 12 top 10s and 26 starts. His average finish, just about 16th place uh, on the season. So, again, this is one of those ones where at the edge of the top 10 odds, and the top 10 odds are difficult to swallow, especially when you start getting into uh, the the guys like Hamlin and Truex and Harvick and, and the guys that they expect to finish, the books do expect to finish. They've got you hamstrung. On those ones, you're not going to bet those, and they know that. So you got to find a little bit of the guys on the periphery, roll the dice that maybe Blaney does have another day like he did in the spring, where uh, he he winds up finishing in ninth place for you. And and for Blaney, I mean, you know, they're in the playoffs, so they've got stuff to prove as well. But this is a playoff team that would love nothing more than just to come away from this clean to start. I don't know that they're after a win, but a top ten finish for them after what they've been through the last few weeks as far as just the bad luck is concerned, especially last week, um, I think they'll take a nice clean top 10 finish and, and just be able to limp this car to the next race and, uh, and, and call it good. So I like Blaney at even money uh, to finish as a top 10 car. Yeah, I, I like this bet. And actually, I'm going to use your bet as an example. It's funny because we, we think, you know, just, just on the surface, you kind of look at these and you're like, well, Ryan Blaney's a much safer bet for a top 10 than Chris Buescher is. Like, no offense to Busher, but like Blaney's from Penske, and and he had all the seven races in a row. Chris Busher has finished ahead of Ryan Blaney, and so it's like, you know, even though it's a little bit of a price difference, it's not much. It's only twenty points here. Like it is, you got to be careful training your brain, and you have to actually like follow the numbers and look at things, and and you know, just on the surface, if you have to pick one, Blaney's not a safe pick, even at plus one hundred. Like. Busher's actually been the guy who's had the better run of races. Now, I still do like your. I'm not. I'm not shooting on Blaney or saying that the bet's bad or anything because I. I do like the bet as well. But just as like a kind of looking at it on a surface, like it, it looks like oh, Blaney's the much safer bet here, right? He's but not really been the case here as of late, especially with Busher having three oval wins in a row, right? So, 
Um, but yeah, I do agree with the with the Blaney top ten. That being said, I just wanted to to kind of go a little more onto the Busher point. Um, next up for me, Rod, um, in the pick her swap does not change my mind here, but I'm going to take Kyle Bush over Christopher Bell plus one ten. Um, Kyle Bush, I'm I'm uh, I'm skeptically big on this week. Uh, he's he's had some races where he showed up, and he's had some races where he hasn't showed up. Well, if you look at the three comparable races here. Uh, you go to Gateway, Christopher Bell finishes 11th. Kyle Busch led 121 laps in that race and won the race. You go to Nashville, Bell did get the best of, of Bush that day, finishing 7th, but Bush was ninth place, only two spots behind him. You could come to this race in the spring. Bell finishes in 14th. Kyle Busch was 7th here. Um, and it's it's been a little rough for, for Kyle lately at this track. Uh, he went through a streak of not-so-good finishes, so... Obviously, in the spring was his first start here with RCR. And uh, to note, I don't have Reddick's statistics written down, but Reddick has been very good here as well. We've seen a lot of translation for where Reddick was good in the eight car. Kyle Busch has also been good in the eight car. So I think that that translates well. His one start here in RCR, he finished seventh in the spring. Uh, th the three races prior to that, it's been 30th or worse. It's been really bad for Kyle. But like we talked about last fall, he led 155 laps here. That was right after it got announced he was leaving. That was that stretch of like four races in a row where he had a part fail, and we thought they were just giving him tech cars, and no, you don't get any more information since you're leaving us. Like He led a ton of laps. He looked really good, got the bad finishes. So I'm not going to look too deep into that. Um, prior to that, though, he had a third-place finish in 2021, second and seventh in 2020. Um, he's got seven top-five finishes here, two wins. Christopher Bell, 14th in the spring. He did finish 5th and 6th in the last two races prior to that here, so not bad finishes at all, but prior to that, 11th place was his best finish here. All his other finishes have been worse than that. Um, but I trust uh, Kyle Busch. I think that they, um, obviously, we've been talking about him since last November, right? We gave him out 20-1 to 1 to win the championship. I think that he's going to show up. I think he's going to be prepared. And, and again, you put that extra 100 miles in there, and you're going to give me the younger Chris Bell who's been you know good and has performed well but i trust kyle bush to go that extra mile or extra hundred miles in this case uh a little more for me so give me kyle bush and plus money rod you're getting this matchup with plus money a lot of gross matchups matchups have been just almost disgusting for a while like we've not done i bet if you go back at the beginning of the season like half of our bets were matchups and we did pretty well on them but they've just gotten grosser and grosser and we talk about it so often like they're always within one or two spots of each other. Like the matchups are so close. You're getting them at minus money. Like we found so much more uh, stuff in the, in the top tens and so much more value in the top tens and top fives. I think that's why we've both of us kind of have shifted our, our thoughts over to that more. The, these head to heads are just not always great, but this is one at plus money that I really like with Kyle Bush over Chris Bell plus one ten. You will see on my card, there are no head-to-heads. I did not mm, want to approach the head-to-head -head market. Because again, like you said, it's, it's the not, same people yeah. over and over again. I'm tired of Give the same people. Give me BJ McLeod versus Chase Briscoe. I will take BJ McLeod this week, especially in a 500-mile race. Yes, like, please. BJ McLeod will beat Chase Briscoe this week. I'm telling you. <laughs> it Give will happen. That. Give us that. Why are you so scared, books? I don't even want a big number. Give it to me at plus 120. I'll take BJ. I don't care. Like, Just offer it to me. Let me take it. Come on. Speaking of big numbers, uh, this is, I think, the biggest one that I've got on the card. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I'm going to take Caesars as giving us a, a parlay of their own that features Kyle Busch, Christopher Busher, 
and Bubba Wallace all inside the top 10 at plus 625. Cody has already talked about Bush and Busher. Um, the Busher one's kind of the no-brainer for me. I mean, obviously, you just talked about it. He's, he's won the last three ovals. There is no hotter team in NASCAR right now than RFK. And just for a simple top 10 finish on a track like Darlington, I, I can't even, there's just no way that I can argue against that. For Kyle Busch, like you said, he's going to have to lean a lot on his seventh place finish that he had here in the in the spring, rather, uh, to get him through. But this is a guy who, again, we talk about guys at the top of this list as far as uh, dominance on this track. I mean, it's Kevin Harvick, it's Hamlin, it's Bush, right? I mean, these guys are all, Bush has the second most laps led on this track, granted, you know, a lot of those, almost all of those, in fact, all of those were in the 18 car, uh, so can't necessarily count that, but he is a damn good driver on this track. You talked about, Cody, Tyler Reddick's stats here. Um, Tyler Reddick didn't have a good year last year, or this year in the spring, but his last two seasons in the eight car, a second place finish in the spring of 2022, a third place finish in the fall of 2022. So, uh, again, this uh, this car, this team does well on this track so we'll use that to sort of back up Kyle Busch fitting inside the top 10 again on this particular race I think he finds it I think this is the first race of the playoffs Kyle Busch is is a good enough driver to rebound and maybe turn it on when the postseason begins now the case needs to be made for Bubba Wallace this will be the wild card in this one this is why I think it's a plus 625 because uh, Bubba Wallace is not necessarily a shoe-in for the top 10 however in the spring, he had speed enough to start in second position and finish in fifth, led three laps around this track. For Bubba, it's just been this close of top 10 the last two races. Uh, Daytona, we know what happened. He started fourth, ended up finishing 12th, uh, just not necessarily, just, just shy of that top 10. A little one car going the other way and the other car going the other way, that could have been a top 10 finish for him. Uh, but... Nashville, top 15, close to a top 10. Uh, Gateway, can't really count because he crashed out of that one. We didn't get to see it. Dover, just outside of the top 10 on that one. He's 12th place in that. So, yeah, I, again, he's he's in there. He's close. He's, he's very close, most often than not, to a top 10 finish. But I will say one thing. He is now a playoff driver. Bubba Wallace is stoked to be in the playoffs. That team is stoked to have both of their callers in the playoffs. You don't think for one second they're going to try to give him a top 10 car, cool him down, be able to keep him kind of steady all day long toward the front? I, again, I think that is the extra push that Bubba needs now to step it up a notch. And I'm not saying he's going to get in the top five. I don't think he's going to win, but he definitely, I think a top 10 finish is well within the realm of possibility for Bubba Wallace. So if we think Busher's going to have a top 10, I think Bush can have a top 10. I think Bubba can have a top 10. All three of those together get you 6.25 to 1. I'll take that. Yeah, I'd absolutely love this bet, especially at this number. I think Bush is easily a top 10 car. I don't think that'll be a question. I think that Bush is a top 10 car. I just made the case. And I think that that obviously, like you said, Bubba is the one kind of wild card in there. But look at how good he's been at Kansas at some of these other intermediates. Um, he's shown up. He's had speed. They're ready to go. He's in the playoffs. All that you you could you could just see the weight lifted off his shoulders. He's going to be driving with no. There's no pressure now. If he gets eliminated in the first round, whatever he's expected to. Like 
He is going to be out there. He is going to be looking to play spoiler to advance on. Uh, I think at this number, this is a is a really really good bet. Um, and yeah, I I really like it. Outstanding. Uh, all right, is that? Nope. That's we got not it. we got one more before we get over to the winners. Next up for me, I'm going to go with Kyle Busch, who you just talked about, to be the top Chevrolet plus four hundred. Um, to be honest with you, this was kind of the section where I. I couldn't find something else that I super loved. And so I found this and I feel like there's enough uh, enough uh, value here that, that it makes it worth it. So you've got Ross Chastain at plus 200, who's going to be really fast and, and will likely have a good car. We didn't really find any ways to bet on him, but uh, he's kind of unreliable to bet on here as of, as of lately. Kyle Larson's at plus 200, one of the favorites to win this. He's probably going to be fast. But Roddy either wins or he finishes last. Like there's almost no one between with Kyle Larson. So hard to bet on him as well. Byron plus 275. He won here in the spring. So those are going to be the guys that, that really challenge Bush. And then Bush is the fourth favorite here at four to one. Then it drops off to Chase Elliott. Sure, he could pop up. He could have a great race. His overall Darlington does hasn't been that great. He's not been good at the comparable tracks either. So I'm not, you know, and then it drops off to Eric Jones. I made a case for him, but likely not going to be the top Chevrolet, Bohm, and Suarez. Like you're kind of starting to get a little farther out there at that point. So Chastain, Larson, and Byron are, are the – it's almost like you're putting him into a group here with these guys and giving them to me at 4-1. to one. Now he still has to beat the other Chevrolets, but likely it's going to be up there. I talked about him earlier, how much I love him. Spoiler alert, I'm going to talk about him more here in a little bit. I think at 4-1, to one, um, he, he's he's been so good here, and it's playoff time, two-time champion. Like He's going to show up. They're going to be ready. He's been good at this track. He's going to be good this weekend. I think at four to one, it's it's the right price where you could say, I would say these top four guys are, I view pretty much all fairly equally. I don't think that one necessarily stands out over the others as he's going to be the best guy. Like we've seen it. Larson is not the best guy this year on a week in a week out basis. And, and sure, Byron's had good weeks and great weeks and he's got five wins, but he's also had weeks where he doesn't really show up. And so I think in, in the same can be said for Bush, right? It's the same way with him. So you don't really have a, we're in the Toyota camp. Like, Hamlin's going to be good. Truex is going to be good. They're both really short odds. Uh, even a Reddit could jump up and take that from them. Bell might be pretty decent too. Like, a lot harder there. Ford's kind of all over the place too. I think so. I think that actually Chevy, which is usually the one you don't attack for the top bet, right? I think is the one to attack this week because I think the price is right uh, for Kyle Busch to be the top Chevy at plus four hundred. Well, and I, I particularly like this, too, because I think if you're going to be a top Chevy, you've got to be within the top three cars, I think, in the race. So that definitely lands him inside of the top 10, uh, which satisfies the, uh, the the bet that I made. So I like it. I like it a lot. Um, all right. So my next one lands Martin Truex Jr. I didn't. I honestly did not mean to go this heavy on the favorite because you know we don't normally go heavy on favorites here because so much can happen. But um, honestly, Martin Truex Jr. is the favorite in this race for a reason, and it might be chalky to go at it. But I definitely think that uh, that this is a week for Martin Truex Jr. to really assert that he belongs in the conversation for a championship mix after such a tough year last year. So um, I'm going to put Martin Truex Jr. back on the pole on this track. Um, his pole odds are actually plus 450 as the fastest qualifier for Martin Truex Jr. It's it's very close, actually, to his, his outright odds. Uh, and, and all you need him to do is just get on the pole. 
Again, he sat on the pole earlier uh, this season and in Darlington. And you look at his starting positions, though, uh, in so, in just basically all sort. He's average start position of 12, but in that span, uh, he started fifth in Michigan, second at Pocono, second at Loudoun. Uh, you talk about uh, Nashville, <clears throat> he started sixth at Nashville. He started fifth at Gateway. So he started near the front. He's had the speed to be in that final qualifying group each and every week, he, he has the speed to make a run at the pole. And, again, if this is a track in which he's gotten the pole before, they got the notes, they've got all everything that they, they needed for that race, they're bringing it here, going to set that car up pretty much the same way that they set it up in the spring. Now, granted, 500 miles of the race, which is a little difficult, but if all you're asking him to do is throw down some fast qualifying laps, I think Martin Truex Jr.'s got the book deep enough to do that. I do, like I said, at, at plus 450, I don't normally throw a lot of pole bets out there, but I think he can repeat on the pole on this track, and I, I like that uh, that number to do it. Yeah, I, zero argument from me here. I, I think it's it's a good bet. You're getting a good number. All he has to do is come out and lay down the fastest lap. You don't have to worry about 500 miles and does he make it and does somebody wreck him or something go wrong. Just has to go out there put down the fastest lap once he makes it to the top 10, which he's almost certain to do. Uh, and yeah, and you get a plus 450. I, I think it's a great bet. Outstanding. Uh, all right. Well, all that's left is to pick some winners. We'll do that. Hang tight. We're going to introduce you to one of our favorite shows on the network. Hey, everybody. If you play fantasy football, especially in auction leagues. And or you're a whiskey fan. Yes, exactly. Check out the Sports Gambling Podcast fantasy football channel show, Old Fashioned Football. Coming to you every Tuesday morning, give us a listen. We'll bring you the latest fantasy football data, including... The injury report. Studs and duds. Waiver wire targets. And suggested fab. Market movers. After all, we are the Marks. He is my hubby. And she's J-Mark's wifey. And we're bringing all this to you while drinking an Old Fashioned and giving you our honest review of a different whiskey every week all that and more hop on over give us a listen come for the football stay for the whiskey this ad's almost done going once going twice sold someone will be doing burnouts at the end of this 500 miles they'll be cooking the tires in this cookout southern 500 cody who do we think will be cooking them tires down all right rod well uh you know favorites as as far as it goes is is truex larson hamlin byron reddick Chester. Those are kind of your top guys. Denny Hanlon, for me, I've talked about him a ton already. Eight to one. Again, like it, it really came down to him and Truex for me. Truex is, is closer to the 500 range. So I thought I'm going to take a little bit more value. I think these guys are equal. Um, and I just love Denny Hamlin at this track. Um, and uh, man, I love what he's done lately. Again, you look at the comparables. Second place at Gateway. Third place at Nashville. Um, and then just on intermediates this year, he's been so freaking good. He won at Kansas. He won at Pocono, third place at Michigan. Um, he's had some really, really good finishes, some really good runs. You throw in that extra 100 miles at the end there. We've seen him run down guys at the end of these races, right? Kansas, he comes on late. He passes Kyle Larson on the last, you know, uses the arrow to his advantage. Larson makes the mistake, passes him on the last lap to take the win. Pocono. Moved him a little bit, but he ran him down at the end, put himself in position. Now you're going to give him that extra miles to, to catch someone and beat him. Maybe he's not leading the whole night, but I think he can be up there at the end. I think at 8-1, to one, Danny Hamlin is just too good to pass up on. Kyle Busch, another guy I've talked about, Rod, 12-1 to one 
Caesars also has a boost. You can get Kyle Busch and Max Verstappen at plus 1,500. Max Verstappen, if he can beat the curse of uh, of Monza, because I think it's been three years in a row where the previous winner has wrecked out the following season. We'll talk about that more on the F1 Gambling Podcast. But as you know, uh, Max, I'm sure, what is what? Is, let's see, how many, how many minus is he this week, Rod? He's minus 400. So if that gives you any idea of, of the chances, he set the record this past week, nine Grand Prix wins in a row. Uh, that is, uh, I believe that was the new record, right? That broke the tie. So he is the all-time leader, and there's nothing, nothing slowing him down, nothing stopping him. We'll also talk about this on the show. I'm sure he's, he might win by an entire lap this week. Actually, it's it's highly possible. So uh, that's almost a, a give me, and then that pushes your KFB number up to plus fifteen hundred. I think you bet it both ways, just in case Max doesn't win. But I, I think you're getting those three extra points is almost almost a give me using the the parlay, the boost that uh, that Caesars has given you. Love Kyle Busch this week, and Brad Keselowski, Rod. It's been Chris Busher. It's been Chris Busher. It's been Chris Busher. It's Brad's time. I talked about it earlier. Denny hadn't won all season. They get to the playoffs. Boom. Denny gets the win. Here we go. This is Brad's time to shine. Brad can get it done at this track. He's been top six in the last five true oval races in a row. Again, throwing Pocono out, taking the 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 road courses out of there. Top six at five races in a row, Rod. Different sizes, different speeds. He's been there time and time again. The comparable tracks, 11th at Nashville, 28th at Gateway, hasn't been great. But he finished fourth place here in the spring. You're going to tell me he was fourth, gets that extra 100 miles to use that veteran advantage, catch that person, make the strategy call, whatever it is. We know this six team loves to gamble. They're going to take their shots. They're going to try and get a win. Brad is due. Everybody was on him big last week at Daytona. We laid off of him there. He might get it done this week at Darlington. I'm feeling it at 16 to one with our friends at DraftKings. Um, I, I think that he is a, a good pick. He's also finished top seven in three of the last four races here, so he's he's been doing well at this track. He's got six top five finishes, ten top tens, has a win here, um, and he's led, he's dominated some of these races in the past. Led 196 laps in a race, led 80 laps back in 2020. Um, so he's had some very very good races here. I think that. This might be the time. They're the top four team in the garage right now. Um, I, man, I, I think that you look at what Busher's done, right? You can't you can't put it past RFK to win anywhere now at this point. And Keselowski, you can't put it past him either. He's a former champion, got a lot of wins to his name. He's been so close. He probably could have. He probably, being one of the best super speedway drivers in the in the series, if it wasn't Chris Busher in front of him, he would have won last week because he would have pushed him and pushed him and pushed him. And made the move at the right time since it was Busher, stayed behind him. Uh, his win's coming, and I think it might be this week at sixteen to one. Yeah, and, and again for for Keselowski, it's that whole thing where he's getting ready to just kind of give this to the next generation. Yeah, he's still a race car driver. Yeah, he still wants to win, but I think he's very happy. You know, when you're a parent, you've done all the cool shit that you've ever done in your life, and you just kind of pass it off to your kids. To it's their turn to do it. It kind of feels like what Kozlowski's doing right now. He's like, you know what? I've been to the top of the mountain. Let me help you get there so you can have some fun with it as well. And why not? I mean, especially if you own the car as well. So I like that pick. I love your Denny Hamlin pick. That was going to be my winner pick as well. Uh, I definitely think that this is a Denny Hamlin week. I think he comes out, asserts himself, says I am still one of the better drivers. Uh, I will put that to rest. So love Denny Hamlin. But I do think that 
there is a little bit of value in Truex, even though he is the favorite. Five to one is still a pretty decent price for the favorite, especially here on this track. I would think that if you wanted to devalue the favorite, you would put him at 350, you know, 325. But Truex is still at five to one to win this race, uh, at least on Caesars. Um, I didn't get a, a chance to really shop too much around on that one. But if you can find a better price for Martin Truex Jr. to win this, I would definitely take it. Uh, but 500 is where I saw it at. And I, and I even still like it there. I'm okay because for me, uh, yeah, I'll bet 365, you get a boost to plus 450. So grab 500 uh, because that is the best number over there on Caesars that I was able to find. Anything under that, that's what I'm saying. When you start to to get in the 400s, the 300, 375s, whatever it is that's lower than 5 to 1, then you start to sort of value yourself out of this pick. But, you know, Martin Truex Jr. is a proud driver as well. He wasn't very thrilled with how Daytona went. Um, he, I'm sure he would have loved to have won. I'm sure he would have loved to have been in the mix uh, last week instead of finishing 24th. Um, so, you know, for, for him, breaking that string of top 10 finishes since Loudon, He's going to get back there. He's got three wins already, right? I mean, and this is this has been a rough patch for him. I say that because he finished 24th. One race, rough patch, I'll take that from a guy. He's on a red-hot streak, right? Uh, we already talked about everything he's done. Fifth at Gateway, second at Nashville. It, it's just looking to me like this is an opportunity for Martin Truex Jr. on a track where he's been so clean, so good, uh, were it not for the last couple of seasons. Um, but... I think this is a rebound spot for him. I think he can find his way back up. I think he's going to shake off that uh, that spring performance. He's going to start from the pole. He may, you know, lose a few spots here and there, but I think he's going to end up finishing uh, at least toward the front. And if he does that, he's got a very good shot at winning. So five to one is still good value. If you can find anything better, definitely grab it. But don't go too far below that five hundred mark because that's taking a little bit too much of a risk for me. Yeah, he's as low as four twenty-five on some books. Uh, our friends at DraftKings have him at five to one, so definitely use our promo, get over there, and, and get in on them. Um, but yeah, I, I again going into the research and going into it, it was going to be Truex or Hamlin for me. I was going to pick one. I like the Hamlin number because it was a little bigger. Had you got to the dock first and taken Hamlin, I would have taken Truex. So I like the pick as well. And I, even for the favorite at five to one, like he's proven he's going to be there. He's proven he, he's had a very, very good season. Uh, he might even be my pick to win the championship. We'll, we'll see what I decide by Friday, Rod. But uh, it's, yeah, it's he's not a bad bet by any means. And, and you're still getting at a good number. So I, I do like that. Yeah, again, it's the whole mindset, right? I mean, we, we look at five to one and we're like, oh, those are kind of short. But in any other sport, five to one is like, ah, yeah, definitely grab that because that's a, that's a hell of a number. So, um, all right. Get out your pen and paper. We are going to go over our picks for this Cookout Southern 500 from Darlington. The track too tough to tame. The lady in black, Cody Zeeb, started you out with Denny Hamlin as a top five car at plus 110. And then to finish on the podium at plus 225, I gave you Martin Truex Jr. to finish on the podium at plus 150. Uh, Cody gave you Eric Jones as a top 10 car at plus 175. Make sure you grab that on bet 365 and then a top five car at plus 500 also on bet 365. I gave you Harvick as a top five car. You can grab that one on bet 365 and make sure you do. That is the better number out there. Cody gave you Chris Busher as a top 10 car at minus 120. 
and then a top five car at plus 225. And then, because if Chris Buescher wins and Cody doesn't have something on him, he's going to just absolutely cry. So sprinkle something on his 18 to one to win just so you're not sad when it doesn't ha- or when it happens and you don't have it. Uh, hold that ticket high if you do. I have Ryan Blaney as a top 10 car at uh, even money, plus 100. Cody has Kyle Busch over Christopher Bell at plus 110 over on Superbook. I'm giving you Caesars built-in parlay of Kurt, of Kurt Busch. Kurt Busch could probably do it too. Kyle Busch, Bubba Wallace, and Chris Buescher all finishing his top 10 cars at plus 625. Cody's giving you Bush as the top Chevy at 4-1 to one on Bet364. That's a sister book of Bet365. And then I'm giving you Martin Truex as the <laughs> fastest qualifying car at plus 450. Cody gave you Denny Hamlin at 8-1 to one on Superbook. Bush at 12-1 to one on DK. And Brad Kozlowski 16-1 on DK to win the race. And then there's a Caesars boost that gives you Verstappen and Kyle Bush to win at 15-1. to one. And then I said go ahead and eat the chalk a little bit. Take Martin Truex Jr. Don't go too heavy because, you know, there's certainly tons that could happen, but got to lay something on him just in case he does come out, get the pole, and end up winning this race. I uh, We always preach to shop around, Rod. Bet 364. Tune into the <laughs> F1 Gambling Podcast. We're going to have a bet from Bet 366 probably. <laughs> you got to shop around and get the best price, I'm telling you. <laughs> Uh, I love it. Well, I'm I'm looking for more books. If you start a book and you want me to to read from it, please uh, tell me because yeah, that that's pretty funny. There you go. But, uh, <laughs> all right, Cody, that's it, it, man. That's the it. cookout three three sixty five. Uh, the, right. the cookout five hundred. <laughs> that's right. Southern five hundred crown jewel. A lot of guys want to win this race because it is one of the prestigious races. It is the crown jewel. Um, and yeah, I think we got a very solid card. Gonna be another good week. Again, rebound a little bit from uh, from Daytona chaos. We we talked about that all in the recap. Go back and and listen to that. I think we're in for a big week, and uh, I'm pretty excited. Rod, you can follow me on X at Husker underscore Z. You can find all my work over there. Got a ton of stuff out. Tune back in for the F1 Gambling Podcast this week. We hit a 28 to one. We hit a 33 to one both last week. We're gonna try and do it again this week. And IndyCar, they're down to the final two races of the season got the green light for that extra f1 episode for that as well so depending on when the books decide to give us odds we'll have an episode out for that as well come back for xfinity later this week dfs maybe some underdog picks worked back in along with uh some playoff talk rod so it's a busy week ahead i'm excited and i'm ready to win a bunch more money like we did last week we wouldn't have it any other way I'm on X at RJV Gomez. Look at the bot. Everything I got going on, whether it's here in between media, talking Darlington as well. I'll be on that Thursday night. Check out Fast Money on for frequency's sake. But you can find all that in the bio. Link is there on X at RJV Gomez. We'll see you tomorrow for some Xfinity. Fingers crossed to give us odds. But until then, let's go racing and let it ride. The darkness will be-